Bill Mesnick and Rich Buckland with you. Another episode of Put on a Stack of 45s. You know, Bill, I'm kind of in a crooning mood here. I'm kind of a, just bear with me for one moment. In Louis' small hours of the morning. While you should be in a Cajun mood. world is fast asleep. Well, I should be, but isn't this the uh, the yin and the yang of, uh, of life itself? I think what I'm doing here is an existential overview before we get to our subject. I'm just giving you a little... A little Frankie and uh, put into perspective that the whole world is a stage and the whole world is a song and we are one song together united in uh, hopefully, you know, getting incinerated for the right reasons. And that's, <laughs> that's where I am. That's why I love these. I, I love these memes all over the place that uh, Brandon has tiny balls. What would you do? What would anybody do? But, Bill, the real question is, we're back for another episode of Put on a Stack of 45. This is an exciting one because we've been talking about this one for a while. It inhabits wonderful music, uh, wonderful musicians who are not given the credit that I believe is is their just due. And uh, a song that uh, I find to be one of the uh, one of the finer entries in the in the 70s into the 90s playbook. The song we're yeah, let talking. Me, let me thank you. Start off by thanking you because this all comes about because of your generous gift of vinyl to me, and among which the albums. Uh, one of them was called Joel, some somebody I had never heard of, um, and uh, I put this album on and I was captivated, and then especially by this song, Tear Stained Letter which was written by one of my heroes, Richard Thompson. And uh, we find that this was a RCA release of 1988, which made it to number nine on the Billboard Country charts. The B-side was Say You Love Me. And the artist is Joel Sonnier. Joel Sonnier. And Bill, you and I having the intense Cajun background that we have. Yes, tell the story of our um, when the, the night that you took me especially to see Doug Kershaw at the Fillmore, well, who was opening for 10 years after. Let us, let us take note that uh, Joel is one of the finest uh, performers of Cajun music on the planet and is part of a very short list of the great greats, Clifton Chenier, Zachary Richard, Joe Falcon, Wade Fruge, and of course, Dusty, uh, Rusty and Doug Kershaw when they He's an accordion, accordion maestro. Accordion maestro. So you and I, my friend, when a Warner Brothers record was released, Doug Kershaw, where he performs the immortal Diggy Diggy High, Diggy Diggy Low, uh, and of course, Doug wrote Louisiana Man, which is yes, that's a classic, what a right? Classic. What a cl- so you but and you I, know, as always, you were trying to educate me, so I, you said, "Let's go to the Fillmore and watch this guy perform." So what happened? So, if you recall, who was the main event? Ten years after, Ten, Alvin Lee. Alvin Lee. So it's a tough act to follow, but weird, weird uh, grouping, I think. Weird, it, but. Look, Bill Graham was known. He put the Woody Herman Orchestra on the same bill with Led Zeppelin. 
So Bill Graham was known to do these things. Bill Graham brought. He in, wanted to blow your mind. He wanted to blow. He wanted to blow your mind. Yeah. So here comes stringy, string bean esque Doug Kershaw in this blue uh, polyester suit. With that fiddle. And everybody in the audience is tripping their balls off. Everybody's tripping. <laughs> and, he, and Doug's got this great little band, and the way he played that fiddle, he would yes. he would play on it in hip. the air, play <laughs> it on his hip, he'd play it on the side, he'd play it behind his head like Jimi Hendrix played guitar. And he's, to, I think he's killing it. But what <laughs> what is the audience? And you and I, I know you were tripping that night. I was not. Yes. Thinking, yes. You were tripping that night. You were wearing your fur coat. You, ah, you had, you your fur, memory is impeccable. You had a fur coat. and Yeah, because it was February. And, right. And I'm looking at you, and we're bouncing. and But suddenly, from the rafters, you hear the beginnings of the horrid sound no performer wishes to hear. Boo! <laughs> they booed him off the stage. They were they were ruthless, ruthless. But what impressed me was they booed him off the stage three times. Three different <laughs> occasions. He's he's a trooper. It's, it's he not, kept leaving, and they brought him back on. We want Alvin Lee. We want Alvin we Lee. Want and the poor Al- guy, you know, he he tried, but. He tried hard, and that album is a worthy album. That first Warner Brothers album with uh, Diggy Diggy Lie, Diggy Diggy Low in Louisiana Man, and all these Cajun tunes that he's attempting to introduce to this youthful audience suddenly does not resound when the wall you're up against is Mr. Two a.m. I'm going home. at Woodstock, Alvin Lee. Alvin Lee, Mr. Woodstock, with that performance in the movie, in the motion picture, that's it's an iconic performance. And yes. having been there and remembering it live, yes, it was quite a quite a moment uh, in that early morning darkness. So of course he was up against that wall, and then Alvin Lee came up, and everybody was on their feet. Everybody. Yeah, was I was on standing there. on the chair. You were standing on the chair. You were boogie. You were doing the boogie woogie, baby. <laughs> you were doing the boogie woogie. I'm what? going home. Going home. There were that was a that was a tight. But I felt bad. I felt bad for Doug. Well, I felt horrible for Doug Kershaw because the reality is, yeah, I love Alvin Lee, but I'm you know I. I've seen it. I know it. I know what's going to happen. It's predictable. And you get to see him live. Fabulous. But Doug Kershaw, when does the opportunity arise? When would that right. opportunity arise? We were there arise? to see Doug Kershaw. We were Kershaw. there to see Doug Kershaw. That was, that's why we went. And uh, alas, it did not, uh, although Doug... Uh, kept on working, he certainly did not attain the status that Warner Brothers Records was hoping he would attain. Um, well, now, Joel Sonnier um, now is he, still working. Yes. And he is, uh, he's boogie, he's, um, let's see, he started at age three, and he continues to uh, to work. He's 75 years old. Born October the 2nd, 1946, in Rain, Louisiana. And uh, 
He is known for country as well as Cajun because they did on that album containing Tear Stain Letter. Uh, yeah, he was nominated for a Grammy four times. Introduced. And then on 97, 1997, with Cajun Pride, he won the best traditional album. So the move they tried to make for him uh, breaking through the uh, country barrier is with a uh, recording called No More, One More Time, which is just, I think, a great, great record. There'll be no more, one more time. Baby, I might be crazy, but I'll never call you baby anymore. You had your last second had the soul heart of mine and there'll be no more one more well, Tear Stain Letter is a great rock record and those are the two songs of that album that got the most airplay Tear Stain Letter and No More One More Time and his chart success you know, waned as the 90s uh, was ushered in. But he had continued, he would continue to record and he continues to perform and has more than 30 albums. Although they're primarily on independent labels, he still sells records and he still uh, makes uh, many... Yeah, he was on Mercury and RCA and Capitol, but I think uh, he's, uh, one of his best sellers was on a label called Takao, T-A-K-A-U Records, The Legacy from 2013, which he said was 10 years in the making, best regional roots music album. But they always knew that he had what it took to become a country star because he was signed to be Merle Haggard's opening act. Merle Haggard. Right. He was able to, to navigate between Cajun and country Seamlessly, really. Yeah, and I thought, right, seamlessly is right. And there are very few performers who take a genre that is as defined as Cajun and are also capable of moving into a country genre with that uh, superb, authentic, so authentic. The his his phrasing, the emotions are just spot on. And, uh, well, this is the thing about Tear Stain Letter. It is a driving cut. I mean, it's you're kind of your mouth is open with taking in the energy that's coming at you. And Richard Thompson also released the record, but Joel's version is better. And then there's a great video of the two of them doing it together on a show in 1990 called Night Music. Yeah, I mean, there were a number of performers, Conway Twitty being one. They had a lot of country artists on that particular show. Yeah, um, that was uh, David Sanborn's uh, Yeah, David Sanborn's show. program. But um, Tear Stained Letter itself is the opening track from Richard Thompson's 83 album, Hand of Kindness, which is my favorite Richard Thompson album because it also contains uh, a Richard Thompson song titled Devonside, which for me, is one of the most emotive 
Richard Thompson compositions and performances. Yeah, let's talk a little bit more about Richard Thompson because he's a virtuoso guitar player and premier songwriter. Um, 1952, Vincent Black Lightning. You should listen to that cut. Um, it's devastating. Of course, he was the creator of Fairport Convention um, back in the 60s and, and paired with his wife, Linda Thompson, on classic albums. I want to see the bright lights tonight from 74 and shoot out the lights in 82. But I think the song that they are uh, known for more than any other is... Uh, Walking on a Wire. Uh, the Wall of Death. fabulous song uh he i think was destined to become one of that handful of james taylor like uh iconic characters and something seems to have gone off the rails where you know, i've seen him i've seen him several times live and he is uh, yeah he is a he's an iconoclast I mean, I, re I can recommend that there's a album and DVD called of a show he put together called A Thousand Years of Popular Music. Mm -hmm. And he takes you through from, you know, from the beginning, early beginnings of uh, medieval music to uh, to the modern day. And uh, he's, he's a great entertainer. He's very smart. He's very witty. And um, he's 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 one of a kind. Yeah, in some ways, some of his compositions remind me of the um, of the heart that Elvis Costello places in his songs. He's got a wonderful song called uh, "Drown in My Own Tears." Um, mm -hmm. He's he's just one of those performers who. Uh, it, 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 this is why he and Joel made a fabulous team in performing together because they both possess this uh, emotive authenticity that cannot be. You can't fake it. I'm a heaven feeling like a soul by the clash. Went to checks that my body could cast. Got to my knees and was real and I had to visit. Went for the phone but the lion was busy. That's what I thought. I am getting better. Ran to the door from my tears turned out. That's a good point. I mean, for, uh, because Fairfort Convention, their hallmark was the combining of ancient British Celtic folk music, electrified, and Sonier obviously is also roots from the Arcadian um, uh, 
version and you putting together, like you say, authenticity from both ends. Yeah, yeah. But this is an interesting combination. A very interesting combination when you consider the re the you know when you take Thompson's career and then you put it next to Sonier's uh, career, it's interesting because they've had similar flight patterns. They yes. did not take off as predicted or projected, but they certainly have made a high-flying impact uh, given the songwriting skills and the vocal skills that both possess and the performance skills. Watching Richard Thompson at work is like watching a a great watchmaker. Yeah, I was going to say a master carpenter. Or a master or a carpenter, someone who knows the craft so intricately and so delicately that there's never anything that you could possibly miss. You'd have to be asleep. Yes, when you see him perform, I mean, the ease and the uh, the mastery and the modal tunings and, you know, he, he's, he's just beautiful. This song was covered by Southside Johnny. Yes, it was. In 200, 2005 and Patti Loveless in uh, 1996. And, of course, the Patti Loveless version, given that she's one of the premier country female vocalists, is, of course, the much, it's probably the most popular uh, cover version of that particular song. It was three in the morning when he took me apart. He wrecked my house and he wrecked my heart. He danced on my head like Gotham Murray. The scars ain't never gonna mend in a hurry. Just when I thought that things would get better, right through the door came a tear stained litter. Whoa, Lord, Lord. Cry, cry, it makes you feel better. Set it all down in a tear stained litter. Whoa. I've not heard the Southside Johnny uh, version, but uh, <laughs> that intrigues me. Yeah, well, you know, he just announced his, his, his tour. He's going back out as Bruce is going back out. They're going. Yeah, well. These people will never stop. But um, uh, I think the days of three-hour shows are over. But when you talk about guys like Thompson and you talk about guys like uh, Joel, you, get your, you always get your money's worth and you always get the show that they have they right these guys are journeymen they carry their guitar or accordion from town to town and and they can play anywhere and they can play anywhere and the shows are structured and if they deviate it's it's really not that intentional uh you know just what you're getting and they do it so fucking well just so well so each of these men has been a cornerstone in uh, my musical education, and uh, I'm so pleased that you appreciated that Joel Sonier album because he- yes, thank you, thank you. That was a great a discovery. It's Cajun Zydeco rave up with that great accordion and sax riff. So let's let's treat the folks. When I began my first uh, mail order business in the late early early nineties. I would purchase from warehouses overstock of so many albums. That's why the copy that you got sealed with the yeah, sealed with, with the nineteen eighty eight. But picked up about a hundred copies of it because to me this was going to be the next big 
the next big thing, Joel Sotier. He was wow. going to be the next big thing. And I would I'd say in the last 20 years, you are the only person, as I would expect, to have shown the appreciation that I believe that he no truly, shit. truly deserves. Yeah, yeah. Mm. Most people don't don't know who he is. The whole album is great, by the way. I, I recommend the whole album. Yes. Every, it's called isn't that Joel. True? Yes, Joel. Every track. Every, every track, track is pristine. Let's let's play the record. Yes, we should we, we should spin this son of a gun. Ladies and gentlemen, ladies and gentlemen, I give you Joel Sonier. Tear stained letter.
that is one that is that's a that's a masterpiece man that's a great i'm i'm all, I'm all jacked up now what a great record right yeah this is some this is something you wouldn't necessarily stumble upon i mean you're not going to you're not going to be hearing uh joel or even richard thompson these days on your local uh, stations unless you subscribe to a music service and you're looking for it but um uh yeah joel uh also made a couple of great records for rounder so he's been around the block label wise oh yes with uh some of the great independents and in 2009 Mr. Sonier was inducted into the Louisiana Music Hall of Fame. Got to make a living. He's a Louisiana man. An honor that he, of course, accepted and did not say he would. Uh, didn't he would <laughs> not accept because he didn't want. Unlike uh, Dolly Parton, he, is yes, that what you're unlike, referencing? yes, that's what I'm referencing. I wrote an interesting piece, which is very wrong. I saw it. Yeah, see that you can catch this on dig this and i really praise her for the public relations opportunity to find the excuse to not be a part of this but dolly parton is one of those artists they want because it will cost dolly parton more to be inducted into the rock and roll hall of fame <laughs> And she's not. She's gonna not gonna sell any more records because she's in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Todd of Rundgren, course, of course, right? Todd Rundgren goes. Oh, I don't need this. I don't want this. And if they ask me, I'm not. Of course, he accepts the honor. He lets it be. Uh, a he doesn't show up, but he lets it stand because he'll sell some records, and he still wants yeah. to sell some. But Do- yeah. Dolly Parton needs to sell records, so I thought it was a great move, great integrity on her part. She's a country artist and. I, I firmly do believe that uh, if she accepted the Country Music Hall of Fame award because she knows how hard she worked to uh, get through Porter Wagner's male-dominated uh, uh, chauvinist factory and still maintain the amazing grace that she has to this day. So, all right, my amigo, it has been a pleasure as always, to uh, commiserate with you upon this yes, subject. Yes, I'm glad we got a chance to do this. And we uh, need to remind you that uh, another episode of Captain Billy will be uh, hitting the streets tomorrow where the captain takes uh, one of his eight tracks, gives you some insight, and we play the entire album in high definition for you. We have another splendid boho to be awarded uh, due to the success of our Laird Krieger episode of the Splendid Boho is where we give a great character actor a uh, an award for enhancing an already great film and making it even greater than it was. And this time it goes to Mr. John Carradine for Grapes of Wrath. And Bill did a fabulous job in editing yeah, this. Don't miss that one. This is a fabulously conducted program, and uh, Bill did a very very nice job. Oh, thank you, sir. So I'm uh, very grateful, my friend, very grateful. So you stay tuned, and uh, everybody, you keep your heads down, you keep yourself safe, and uh, you keep that music playing, because that's, it's a, it's, the hills are alive with the sound of music. I think that's about all I got. Nice. I got nothing, I, got no, I don't have anything else. 
We'll see you All soon. Right, well, then, time to say bye. <laughs> we love you. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.